everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan, and Mike Volpe is in studio I with am me. here. As promised from last week, we have a lot of stuff from San Diego Comic-Con, a lot of news that we didn't get to in last week's episode, uh, just because we don't want to go two hours in an episode that gets kind of crazy. So we like to split it up into the different ones here. Always thinking about you, the fans. Always trying to think about you, the fans. <laughs> we are going to do Geek Outs and Freak Outs, but we are not going to kick off the show with that this week because I don't know how much time the news is going to take. Yeah. But I don't want to go too far into the episode without doing everybody's favorite segment, The Smash Up. Mm. Oh, smash! This has become our uh, most, I don't know, active, interactive, interactive, interactive segment. Absolutely. Yeah. People seem People to love like Smash this. Up. I like it too. It's a lot of fun. Interaction. Uh, the last time that we talked about the Smash Up, I gave you guys the category of rejected Transformers. So these are Transformers that didn't quite make the cut for one mm. reason or another. You guys got very creative with them, as you usually do. Not as many answers this week, because this is a challenging category. When we get challenging, we tend to get less answers, mm. but uh, still some good answers. I'll again give my examples so people know what's going on, or in case you didn't listen in the past. One example, Kale Crusher transforms into a vegetable juicer, rejected when even he realized he took way too long to clean up. Gamma Spotamus, or G-Spot for short, ah. transforms into a vibrator. He never got any scream time because his transformation circuits were purposely sabotaged, oh. preventing him from returning to robot form. <laughs> he was being very utilized in other means. Apparently. I see. And lastly, Wub Wub transforms into a subwoofer to hit those sick bass drops, often found in a back alley hanging out with Soundwave while DJ MC Bot does the worm on a piece of cardboard. <laughs> wub Wub. He's straight out of the 80s and yet yeah. has the... Uh, the dubstep wub wubs going on That's too. Right. Our answers from you start off with Dan Clark. He writes in, I feel like I have to read this in a certain way just on the way that he okay. wrote it. Uh, I'm taking my creative liberties with it once again. Plot hole bot. Plot hole bot is designed for those precarious situations where you have written yourself into a corner. Did you kill off a character too soon without realizing his story was not quite finished? Not sure how your heroes will stop your villains from unleashing whatever end-of-the-world doohickey you hastily established. Well, after you reach your quota of destruction porn, call on Plotholebot to transform into whatever deus ex machina you need. You need a teenage human to travel to Transformer Heaven? Check. How about a glorified supermodel turned hard actress outsmarting a supreme alien species? Double check. There is no gap Plotholebot can't fill. Unlike Michael Bay. Oh, well, well done. Our, uh, that was commercial. Our listeners uh, are very uh, detailed in their responses. They are. It, it's amazing the amount of work that they put in. <laughs> and yet some of them might come so easily. Yeah. Who knows? I put a lot of work into mine. <laughs> Have to. Uh, Matthew West writes in with a couple different answers. First of all, Volt transforms from a robot into a Chevy Volt. The upside is that Volt is the most environmentally friendly of all the Autobots. The downside is that, like the Chevy Volt, Volt needs to be plugged in every so many hours to recharge his batteries. <laughs> That's good. Also, Brains, with a Z. Ah. <laughs> of course. Just one? Yep. Transforms from a robot to a smart car. As cool as Transformers are, even that can't save the uncool of a smart car. Even the other Autobots laugh at him when he transforms into vehicle form. <laughs> So he's probably like the the nerdy yeah. outcast of the Transformers. And our last writer is Paulo, one of our favorite writers on these. He has a bunch of answers, as usual. First of all, Honeybee. 
Bumblebee's fearful younger brother, not fearless, fearful younger brother, ah. taking the form of a black and yellow Prius. He's <laughs> not battle ready at all. His official job title is Energon Analyst, whatever that means. Crash, the clumsiest of the Autobots. Crash has a nasty habit of failing to stop. <laughs> Taking the form of a demolition derby car, Crash is also not the prettiest Autobot. He is rarely called to battle because the other Autobots are reasonably protective of their paint jobs and body panels. <laughs> Bump, the baby brother to Crash. Bump takes the form of a carnival bumper car. <laughs> Sharing the characteristic of a failure to stop, Bump actually enjoys bumping into the other Autobots. However, Bump cannot leave his bumper car arena, or he will lose power completely, so he's told to stay home most of the time. That I would like suck that. being uh, encased in yeah. <laughs> one specific area. Blaze, one of the original Transformers who crash-landed on Earth years ago, Blaze made a regrettable decision in taking the form of a pre-recall 1971 Ford Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> Consequently, Blaze frequently catches on fire due to a faulty fuel system. Despite being a dear friend to Optimus and the Autobots as a whole, Blaze remains parked in the Autobot base to prevent further debilitating fire damage. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Skidmark. Oh. Skidmark is new to the Autobots, arriving from Cybertron as a part of the Witness Protection Program. Skidmark suffered irreparable damage at the hands of the Decepticons and has lost the benefit of his traction control system. Consequently, Skidmark cannot drive very far without burning out or spinning out of control. He can be effective in battle as long as there's no rain or snow. <laughs> <laughs> Does not handle well. No. This guy is way too good car this knowledge. Guy is good. Like, I wouldn't even think of a traction control system into no. the creative process of building my Transformer. Uh, and then two more. Splat. These are Decepticons. Distant relative to Starscream, Splat is an aspiring Decepticon in training. Splat is currently enrolled in flight school and has a huge problem with landing. Mm. Probably hence the name. Yeah. And lastly, Grumpicon, a minion of Soundwave. Grumpicon is a Decepticon who took the form and personality of Grumpy Cat. Impossible to command, he usually stays behind when Soundwave calls upon his minions. <laughs> Doing nothing, I imagine. This kid's good. Well, this guy. He's know. good. He's good. Hey. Hey. You're, you're good. You're you. You're good. Yo, yo. You're good, yo. Yo. You're good, yo. I'm watching <laughs> you. I'm watching you. Uh, and that leaves us with the new smash-up category for next oh, time. This one. Hey, uh, there was no shuck? There was no shuck on shuck, this one. Shuck, no? Shuck. No shuck. Ah, uh, fuck. No shuck. <laughs> fuck no shuck. Uh, the new smash-up category should hopefully be a little bit easier than prior because it does not require all this explanation. You could just go with simply a name on this one. And I don't think we've done something like this before. In the past, before we even invented the smash-up, we had gone through the hashtag of lesser movies, I believe. Uh, let's do oh, lesser yeah. video games. So, for example, so these are all video games that are like maybe sequels or other yeah. versions of a current video game or a past video game, but it is not quite as good, and the name reflects that. Using one name answers, probably not the best solution here. Because we need to be able to figure out what it is based on right. what you give us. So having at least one word that is consistent uh, usually makes that a little easier. So I do have some examples for you. For instance, uh, a lesser version of Dr. Mario might be Nurse Mario. Got it. Uh, Mortal Kombat vs. Bouncing Boy. Instead of Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, instead, they only fight against that ah. crappy character Bouncing Boy. Okay. Okay. Second to last fantasy mm -hmm. instead of Final Fantasy. So like it. it's not quite the final. It's the yeah. second to last. Nobody yeah. wants the runner up. The implausible rumor of Zelda. 
I like it. Okay. I like it. Okay. <laughs> and the last one here, Charted 3, Drake's Bad Prank. <laughs> Instead of Uncharted 3, right. Drake's Deception. I like it. If you have any answers for those, you can email those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or tweet your answers to at geekgeneration on Twitter. And again, if you have any ideas for a smash-up category, you can send those too. We always appreciate those. Those are good. Mm. Sometimes the hardest thing for me is just coming up with the next category is going to be. It seems hard. How far in advance do you make them? Do you have a list? I do have a list running. Uh, however, sometimes I still get an idea like a day or oh. two before and go with that. But I'm usually scrambling last minute, you know. <laughs> That's yeah. how I roll. Uh, before we move forward into the news, and there is a ton of it, I just want to remind people that if you would like to support us, and we really appreciate your support, you can do so by going to our Patreon page. We're asking for a dollar a month donation, which hopefully is not breaking the bank for you. We hope you have a little bit more in your account than that. But if you'd like to support us by donating a dollar a month, you can sign up to do so. You can choose your amount if you'd like to do more than a dollar a month. That's very grateful uh, on our part and very generous of you. It will be automatically deducted each month, whatever you decide to donate, but you can cancel your donation at any time with no penalty or anything like that. So we really, really appreciate that. We have some fans that have gone that route, and it is uh, helping us out tremendously. If you would like to do that as well, you can go to geekgeneration.com slash support, become a patron, and donate there. And that would be magical. That's an adjective I don't use a lot. Magical. Magical. It Mm. would be. So let's talk some San Diego Comic-Con news. Okay. Huge, huge stuff coming out of the convention this year, as is kind of the case every single year. It's expected at this point. The difference is you were there. Well, yeah. Which makes the news more important. <laughs> Granted, you end up the in geek kind generation of, was there. Well, it, we were. Kind of. We were. You and were there. some of this news I encountered firsthand. However, a lot of the big, big news comes out of Hall H which I really didn't spend a lot of time in. Hall H. And it's weird. To I William actually, Regal. it's easier to follow the news when it just comes up in a news feed when yeah. I'm at home. When you're there and you're engrossed in it, you're almost like in a little bubble of the things that you do see. So you don't get to see like everything. Yeah. But uh, it was interesting to come home and see the giant list of stuff that I had waiting for me in my news feed. In Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con. Hall H. Hall H. Warner Brothers officially debuted the first look at Gal Gadot in costume as Wonder Woman for the upcoming Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Here it is. That is badass. It is badass. Really, I don't know who that is, but. That's Gal Gadot. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Gal Gadot. Who, where is she from? Uh, the biggest credit I believe she has at this point is the Fast and Furious movies. But, like, no, that name, like, where is she from? I believe she is Egyptian or she is something like hot. that. She is hot. Absolutely. What do you think of the costume? I love it. I like that they didn't go with the traditional costume. Mm-hmm. It's very gladiator ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which makes sense. She's an Amazon yeah. warrior. I, the headband thing's pretty cool. Uh, I like it. It's much more functional than the traditional Wonder it's Woman costume. Sexy. Mm hmm. But sophisticated. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> the boots are cool. I don't know. She's going to be tall. She's going to be badass. Yeah. And she has the chesticles to fit the part. True. Like the Batman costume think? and the Superman costume, the colors here are very muted. Uh, it's not the the bright reds and the bright blues that you traditionally get in the Wonder Woman costume. And while that does fit into the DC universe that they're currently building, the thing I always worry about, like you look at Marvel and Marvel is doing straight up comic book. Yeah. You get the bright colors in Captain America. They made it work in that world. So it can be done. Yeah. They kind of 
put themselves in a corner with the prior costume designs with Superman's especially like muting all the colors there. I think this could use a little but, more I color. Mean, that stems back to what are the most successful Batman films? And that would be the, the most three most recent. Right. And they went with the more realistic approach True. of coloring and what True, would really work in the real world. Batman's dark anyway. He is. But then they want it would be awkward to have a dark Batman and all these. Br- I don't think. I think it works in a comic book. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to work on screen. I think you sit there and you go, I'm, I feel like, like Christopher Nolan's Batman just walked into, well, the, a Christopher Reeve Superman movie and mm-hmm. it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't work. You'd be like, this is no, awkward it wouldn't. Looking. But at the same time, like, like I said, Marvel's pulling it off where yeah. they could have gone that yeah, route. Yeah, they could have, but well, they, they decided started not off to. rather dark. I mean, the, the original X Men movie was darker and, and then and they, that's they my transferred fear. into the lighter. Yeah, the more color, but I'm happy. I I don't. I mean, I'm sure there are some really pissed off people. Yeah, I think this look makes sense and looks awesome. Oh, don't get me wrong. I like this. This is awesome. I do like this. This is the best thing I've seen so far for this movie. <laughs> no, not just because it's her, but right. Like, I think it works. Right. I do like it. It makes sense completely for what they're going. Why does she for. have a sword? Because she's a warrior. Where's the lasso? I don't know. Maybe she doesn't have it yet. Interesting. Maybe something like maybe they're gonna build to something bigger for her. Or it's on her hip that we can't see. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a pot. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what the last was. She does have the bracers. That's an important piece. Was this like, is this a set piece from the movie? I imagine so. Because it's almost I, like a volcano is erupting in the right, background. Right. She's in the middle of a war or something. But that makes sense for her. Now, I do worry about a few different things, not necessarily costume wise, but they are portraying her as a warrior straight up with the sword and stuff. Yeah. And if based on the new 52, if that's the direction that they're moving, from what I've seen, not so much comic-wise, but on the animation front, in Justice League War, the most recent Justice League mm-hmm. animated movie, Wonder Woman was a very two-dimensional character in that she was just a warrior and nothing more. And it was, like, dull and boring because she was such a one-note thing. Yeah. I hope they don't go in that direction with her because she is a great character and they just need to explore every aspect of her. Granted, they're not really going to have time to do that in this completely filled movie that has a ton of stuff in it. So I, I think that they're doing what we, we bitch and complain about. We don't need origin stories. We don't want we want. Right. And they're going to th- this is they're going to jump like right in. DC is going. Oh, fuck it. All right. Here you go. Right. All right. You 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 had your Batman. Sure. We kind of gave you Superman again. Yeah. All right. Fuck it. Here here they all are. Yeah. Now they're just gonna fight people. And I agree. That's probably the right that's, way I to think go. They're just being like they exist. Sure. She exists. Here she is. She's gonna beat people up. Yep. We'll see what they do. With yeah. Her. I like that. It's there's almost like uh, if you look at her costume, it's there's almost like an eagle designed into mm-hmm. it. Do you see that? It's also the W for Wonder Woman. So mm-hmm. it looks cool. Yeah. It is cool. I like it. I do. I would like to see just a little bit more color, but ultimately, I do like it a little bit more. I do like it. And now, in addition, the first teaser for the film was screened in Hall H with the following description by someone who got to watch it in the audience. They said, quote, Batman is standing on a Gotham rooftop in the rain. His costume isn't what we've seen already. It's big and bulky, like his armor in The Dark Knight Returns. His eyes light up solid white. He's moving a tarp, revealing the bat signal. He turns it on and the camera tracks up to the sky. Superman is there hovering in the light and he doesn't look happy. His eyes light up with heat vision as he glares at Batman. So it's like time to fight. Mm, cool. So they're kind of teasing that. Also, a new shot of Ben Affleck in the Batman cowl has been released, confirming 
a black color scheme as opposed to the rumored darker blue seen in The Dark Knight Returns. The cape and cowl itself could also be seen on the show floor, as we said last week, which also further confirmed that, yes, indeed, the cape and cowl are black and not a darker blue. I am happy with that, for sure. I did not want to see a dark blue Batman suit, Mm. especially if they're pulling the color out of everything else. Why add color into Batman of all people? Right. He was already completely black. They're already brightening him up by going like dark and uh, with black yeah. and then a gray. So no need to add color to him. But that's just a headshot. Uh, some people make fun of the butt chin. But what are you going to do? <laughs> I have a butt chin. <laughs> Aww. It's a sign of sophistication. Oh, okay. a word I almost can't say. Yeah. <laughs> I was I watched Jersey Girl the other day for the first time. Really? Yeah. I just, it was the one Kevin Smith movie I hadn't seen. I haven't seen it yet either. And Ben Affleck makes jokes about being Batman. Like, there's Batman jokes in there. Oh, and really? I was dying. as long as you're Batman now. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. Uh, moving on. The God of Thunder is getting recast in Marvel Comics. Not in the movies. Mm. In the comics. Deemed unworthy by his hammer Mjolnir, Thor is stripped of his godly powers. And that is what he now looks like. Wow, he's an axe. So now he looks like... Uh, kind of like a barbarian. Yeah. He's got a, a cape draped over Why his shirtless. Why is the hammer and a, like, we don't like you anymore? The hammer deemed him unworthy for some reason, and he's no longer able to wield Mjolnir. Are they going to kill him off now? He's not going to be unstoppable, think so. is he? No, no. Um, but the fact that he's still alive means he could become Thor again. So who knows if what they're doing with this is a publicity stunt or what. They've done stuff like this in the comics before. But in addition to this happening... While a select group of characters have proven worthy to lift Mjolnir over the years, aside from Thor, the new wielder of the hammer will be a woman whose identity has yet to be revealed. And there she is. Hmm. Now, her name is not changing in any way. This is Thor. Oh. So even though it's a woman, it's not getting some, like, Lady Thor or Thorita or anything like that. This is Thor. Really? The new storyline launching this October will be penned by Jason Aaron, who is a fan favorite for having written the character in recent years. What do you think about uh, not only the change, but the costume here? Costume looks cool. Yeah, I, I agree. Like the helmet's weird, but, uh, you know. You I never know. know how often she's going to wear it because yeah. Thor takes his off, too. But yeah. right now it's covering up her face, which could be important. Yeah, I, it's cool. I accept it. Yeah, They're I think it's fun. They're, I think all the artists and story guys are like, we're bored. We got to come up with new shit. Got to diversify. Been doing this for like 50 years right. or something. Uh, the one thing that I have to comment on is that I saw someone complaining about this costume online, a, a girl or a woman or whoever, and was complaining that if you look at the uh, the breastplate, yeah, right in the middle there, there's an exposed skin area. Just below. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Right. Just below where her sternum or something. They were complaining that it wasn't covered saying, oh, a warrior would cover that up. Why do we have to sexualize the women? I'm like, are you kidding me? That small of an area being exposed and it's not even like it's racy or anything. Come on. Don't be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. What are you doing? <laughs> Coulson, Larry. It's it's stop yeah. complaining. This is a great costume. She's covered up way more than the majority of female characters. And if they want to do something like that to make her look sexier, who fucking cares? Embrace it. One stupid girl. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. She's irrelevant. I use her as an example for the people that might be complaining. Uh, But yeah, I I think it's a good change. I I support Mm. this. Well, then if you're going to complain, does she have her nails painted? 
Oh no, that's a cut on her hand. I don't know what that is. Is that? I I don't know. No, it's a cut on her hand. I was gonna say, oh, they painted her nails. <laughs> and uh, again, this is a mystery woman. We don't know exactly who she is yet. Oh, she's Thor, but we'll figure out. She's Thor. Yeah. Cool. Thor, Thor though. Thor is now. So what's uh, Thor's name? Is what then? I don't know actually. So he's now just that guy. Yeah, I don't know what his name. Hey. Uh, 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 <laughs> you? Hey, MC Hammerless. <laughs> MC Hammerless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Thor, however, is not the only Marvel mainstay to undergo a character change. Robbed of his superior strength and vitality, Steve Rogers will surrender the mantle to another hero who will continue the fight. This fall, Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon, will assume the role of Captain America. He's taking it in, folks. Taking it in. Captain America. This is because we have Obama as president. <laughs> That's Obama. Look it's, at that picture. Okay, it does kind of resemble Obama in the face a little bit, but I can't confirm that that is the reason why Captain America is going to be black now. They have a new costume a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, the new costume combines the stars and stripes of the classic suit while incorporating the wings of Wilson's Falcon persona. So they are retractable wings. They can come in. But when he goes into flight mode, he can throw the shield on his back and fly around. So he's got the air support thing still going on, which is cool. I like the combination of the two. He, unlike Captain America, does not have the super soldier serum, though. So he is still essentially Falcon, but taking on the name of Captain America for whatever Why? reason. I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know. This is just a stunt. I, it, might it might be. It might be. Comics do work in that way. Generally, they'll do something like this. And if it sticks, it sticks. If what people really the, like uh, it. I'm curious to know what like the initial response, like when they show this stuff there is. Like, are people just like, <gasps> what the fuck? Well, this stuff came out leading into Comic-Con. Oh. So we knew about it before the convention started. But the internet reaction to both didn't seem bad. From what I saw. Maybe people have just sat and go, you know what? It doesn't matter how much we complain. They're going to do it anyway. Right. It is what it is. I really haven't seen too much negative about it. Granted, I haven't seen too much positive either. I really haven't gauged a huge reaction here. Maybe it's just just the point where everybody knows it's all temporary or just assumes it's all temporary at this point anyway. And it's just going to change back to normal anytime now because that's the way comics tend to run. But it really all depends on fan response. If these comics don't sell. We're just going to get the other characters back. Yeah. If they do sell, maybe it'll last a little longer. Who knows? This is a wait and see type thing, but I have no problems with either of the changes. So I'm not reading really reading those books either. But it's interesting that this is going on while the movie franchise is so successfully moving in the direction it is because we're not seeing the changes on that side at all. No. No, you think you ride that wave. Right. Why change things? You can ride this wave of the movies. Exactly. Now. So you can still have the characters that you yeah. know and love in the movies and then comics are going to play around a little bit and that's the way it always is over the course of san diego comic-con marvel released concept posters highlighting the various characters in avengers age of ultron with comic-con now complete Mm -hmm. the full poster has been assembled revealing the avengers battling an onslaught of ultrons the upper left hand corner of the poster even gives the first glimpse of the vision off in the background you can just barely see him there kind of uh to the left of thor oh yeah I saw this picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the Xbox, they were showing, there was a section called spoilers and they had all this oh, stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. It was basically the news stuff. So, yeah, these were originally all separate. They released them one at a time, just as they did with a banner of the Avengers before that all formed a larger picture. And this is the larger picture, uh, which also has the newer characters of Quicksilver I don't and know who's, Scarlet exactly Witch. I don't know who that here. girl is in uh, the middle. That's Scarlet Witch right yeah. there. Yep. 
And that's played by Elizabeth Olsen? Yes. Who was naked in the movie that I watched? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sold. Uh, so this is very interesting. It is uh, cool to see. And hell, I was already excited for this movie, so why not? Let's keep the ball rolling. Mm. Oh, speaking of what's her face. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. I don't know if we're going to get the kick outs and freak outs. Okay. <laughs> when fans first heard the name Roy Harper on Arrow, they knew that we'd eventually get the emergence of some form of Oliver's sidekick. The CW has now revealed the first official look at Roy for the third season in his Arsenal costume. Though he first appeared as Speedy in the source material, Harper took on the mantle of Arsenal during his Teen Titan years and later reemerged as the Red Arrow. Cool. So uh, we all knew Roy Harper would eventually become something. It looks like they're going to go with the Arsenal route, at least for now. We don't know if this will evolve into something else, but I like the costume. It's similar enough to Green Arrows and yet different enough to uh, separate him aside from just being a different color. It's like he's got the kind of the the lines or the zigzag stitching back and forth. It almost looks like he has kind of a black towards the bottom that is a gradient up into the oh yeah the darker red yep uh, from the black pants and everything even from the gloves it's got a little bit right right I think it looks pretty sick that's cool yeah and everyone knows I love my black and red color schemes so (laughs) I dig it very excited for Mm. season three of Arrow there's some big stuff happening speaking of Arrow. Arrow is adding another DC hero to its ranks in addition to Brandon Routh's The Atom, as House of Pain star J.R. Ramirez has been cast in the role of Ted Grant, a.k.a. Wildcat. According to Deadline, the character will play a pivotal role in Laurel Lance's arc this season. He's going to need to bulk a little. Yeah. Well, who knows what they're actually going to do with him. Uh, Ted Grant's generally on the older side anyway. Is he going to have whiskers? (laughs) Maybe. Um, so what did he do? In the picture of this character looks like he's in a stadium. Yeah. Uh, first appearing in 1942, Wildcat is a former boxer who uses his fighting skills oh. in place of his lack of superpowers. So he's not like a superpowered character like the others. He's more in the Batman area and he's just a damn good fighter. Wildcat actually usually falls into the role of uh, like fighting trainer for the Justice League. Mm. So... He is an older guy, but they're clearly aging him down for the series. I imagine with the popularity of mixed martial arts, they'll probably make him an MMA guy sure. for the show. I can see that. Be cool. Makes sense. I'm excited to see Wildcat portrayed on the small screen. Marvel Studios has confirmed that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has been set for a release date of July 28th, 2017. Following the announcement, James Gunn took to Twitter to confirm that he will return to pen the screenplay and direct the film. As of us recording this, I have not seen the first Guardians of the Galaxy yet, as it just came out last night, but I am uh, hoping to see it this weekend. And from what I'm hearing, people are saying this is like the best movie of the year so far. Mm. So I am supremely excited to see it. And I know you are. I don't, I just don't, I don't know. Just kind of out of it. I, I feel like I should for I, I should force myself to see it because I'm falling into this trap now of like I'm only gonna pay attention to things I know I'm gonna like. Yeah. I when do you want to put yourself into that bubble? Is that what That's you're worried what I'm about? I'm slipping into that bubble of I don't have a ton of time, mm-hmm. so why I don't want to waste the time or the money I have on things that I'm not sure about. Sure. Or things I don't know about. But at the same time, I'm like, well, this is like all new characters I could learn about. But I don't know. We'll see. And stuff to talk think, on the show yeah, about. Yeah, I know. I think, oh, that's the other thing, too. It's, it's, it's a business thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think Heather wanted to see it. She's like, I want to see the raccoon beat people up. Well, that's really all I know about them, too, is I just want to see the raccoon beat people up. He looks Don't pissed. we all? 
Columbia Pictures has announced an updated release strategy for the nearly $4 billion Spider-Man franchise. The next film in the series will be Sinister Six, the highly anticipated villain team-up from writer-director Drew Goddard. Sinister Six is set to hit theaters for a November 11th, 2016 release. So two years from now, we will see the Sinister Six movie if they stay to this new updated plan. So are they doing Spider-Man 3 and Sinister Six? I'm glad you asked. Ah, I'm the everyman. (laughs) The next installment in the franchise, The Amazing Spider-Man 3, is now set for a 2018 release. Wow. Meaning we won't see Peter Parker again on the big screen for another four years. That seems strange, doesn't it? So they're going to let him age in the movies, too, I guess. Like, time will go by. I don't know. I didn't see the second one. So does it end on a note of, like, this needs to continue now or there's going to be a gap? I mean, the story could easily take place. It's not like he's going to look super, super different in four years. But Plus, it's also set to come out in four years, which means they would need to start filming in two or three. Oh. So special effects. Sinister Six is not going to have Spider-Man in it at all? Probably not. Maybe a cameo. Who knows? But it's not focused on him. It's focused on the villains. Seems odd. It does, doesn't it? Who are they going to fight? I don't know. Each other? That's stupid. I have no idea. Is Venom going to be in it? I'm glad you asked. Oh, the everyman. (laughs) Uh, Venom is (laughs) actually... answered every question. Venom is not a part of the Sinister Six. I was just curious. And there was was originally plans for a Venom movie. Yeah. With this new updated plan on the franchise, no update has been given on the previously announced Venom movie, so we don't know where that stands right now, Uh which is probably the one I'd be most excited to see out of the three. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I don't really care about the Spider-Man movies too much anymore. I'm not thrilled with this franchise. But we'll see where it goes. The studio also announced, that being Columbia Pictures, that has slated the film adaptation of Uncharted for June 10th, 2016, the spot originally being held for The Amazing Spider-Man 3. So that movie was bumped two years to 2018, and now Uncharted will take its spot. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see an Uncharted movie. It's kind of Indiana Jones-ish. Yeah. So I'm down. They they announced who's going to... They have not. No. Originally, there was talks of David O. Russell directing and Mark Wahlberg starring, but those have fallen apart. Those have fallen apart. They already have a new director and everything, so we will see something totally different. Not Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) While the pre-order incentive of a Harley Quinn story pack for Batman Arkham Knight has already been announced, GameStop is sweetening the deal. Pre-ordering the game from the retailer will not only grant you access to the Harley Quinn DLC but will also include the Red Hood Story Pack DLC. Bam. The Red Hood is, uh, for people who don't know, there have been many incarnations of Robin over the years. There was the original who was Dick Grayson, who grew up to become Nightwing. Following that, the second Robin was a guy named Jason Todd, who was quote-unquote killed by the Joker. I don't know the full story on his resurrection, but I believe it has something to do with Ra's al Ghul's Lazarus Pit. And... He eventually came back and became a uh, villain at first called the Red Hood, adopting an old villain name of the Jokers, but has now kind of made it his own and is now like an outlaw. Right. He's kind got of a, a vigilante in between the the good and the bad side. Right. But this uh, GameStop exclusive will allow people to play as the Red Hood in their own story pack. Cool. Which is cool. I always like having uh, new playing options. Love it. Here's a big one. That I don't think anybody saw coming. You might know about it already, but it seems like the last thing that would have ever happened to the WWE game franchise. What? 
2K has announced the long-awaited debut of Sting in WWE 2K15, the forthcoming release in the flagship WWE video game franchise. Sting will be available for those who pre-order the game at any participating retailer for PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and Xbox One. WWE 2K15 is currently scheduled for release on October 28th, 2014. And there's the man Mm. right there. He's going to end up on TV eventually, I'm sure. Now He's working with them. He signed with them. Did he? He's not with TNA anymore. I knew that. But wasn't it Sting's edict back in the day that he would never work for WWE? I believe he claimed that at one point. You can never say never. You can't, especially not in wrestling. And the pull, though, to have him face The Undertaker, but they they blew that with 21 and 1. Exactly. Like, it would have been, I think it would have been acceptable for him to beat The Undertaker. It would have been more exciting. Yeah. For sure. Completely. It would have been like the, besides Kane, the first other kind of dark character to come along. Right. And kind of challenge that supernatural side. Sure. Because he could pull it off, too. Yep. Sting will be featured in WWE 2K15 through two unique playable characters. The mysterious crow-like persona with trademark black and white face paint, who was the face of WCW during the Monday Night War era, as well as his earlier look, sporting bright colors and a blonde flat top hairstyle. John Cena style. Yeah, so you get both Stings in the uh, upcoming game. I saw they had pictures of him there with other WWE superstars. Oh, yeah? At Comic-Con or... Yeah, oh. or somewhere. There were pictures of him in costume with people. Oh, I didn't see so. him. He'll be on TV, I think. Yeah. I can't imagine that they're not. If he's going to allow his... I don't know how the deal worked when Vince bought WCW, but there's been like... They can use Sting footage, but they've never done anything with him until... Why until now? Right. It seems odd. Maybe because the TNA contract's finally over and there's no competition. Like, they can't... They won't be in a dispute with TNA about using mm-hmm. him as his image because he's already over there. But there would be no dispute. WWE owns the Sting image for WCW. Like, WWE owns Sting and WCW. Right, now. right. Maybe it was a professional courtesy. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, could they throw Kurt Angle into the game if they wanted to? I suppose. Because, I mean, he's TNA under contract, but I don't know. Who it's knows? a weird area. Although, didn't Hogan end up in a game while he was still under TNA contract? I think so. I think so, too. It's a weird area. It is. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. I don't want to bore people too much. (laughs) We're having, like, our own private separate conversation. Mm. Uh, Marvel's Ant-Man has had its fair share of problems so far, and now even more are surfacing. Patrick Wilson has officially pulled out of the Marvel film due to scheduling conflicts. This is another huge blow as Wilson was speculated to play the movie's villain, although the only real confirmation of his role was that it was quote-unquote important. That's all we were told. In addition, actors Matt Gerard and Kevin Weissman were also set for roles but are no longer involved in the project. Reports claim that the characters these actors would have portrayed were written out of the film in the latest batch of rewrites. Despite the problems, the studio did reveal Ant-Man's helmet on the show floor at Comic-Con and released a concept art poster showing off the costume. Right. Mm. Which looks good. It was weird to see the helmet in person. All these problems and the movie comes out in a year. I, I think right? this is going to be the movie that they go, we shouldn't have done this one. Like, like This is like in the whole big Marvel thing right now. This is going to be the one that they go, oops. It seems like the biggest gamble because of the obscurity yeah. of the character. 
At the same time, though, he is an Avenger, so that's something on his side. And when they originally like set all this in motion, it was actually a fan favorite film. Mm-hmm. Ever since Edgar Wright left, it's all been like a downward spiral, and we don't know what's going on. Yeah, which is crazy. But uh, like I said, they did have the helmet on the show floor at Comic Con. The only weird thing, it was in the Marvel booth, and they had it up on the stage. There was a huge line of people waiting to go up on stage and take a picture of it. Hmm. So you could wait in line to go up on the stage, take a picture of the helmet, and then leave. That's silly. It was kind of strange. I did not wait It looks like Fallout helmet. Yeah. I mean, he's got that little communicator on the front covering his mouth. That's what he speaks to the ants Mm -hmm. with. But I think the costume looks good. I don't know. I don't think it has plenty of color. (laughs) They should just scrap it and go, we're not doing it. Oh, it's a little too late at this point. Everything's in motion. Uh, on to the Flash, which is maybe a little more exciting. Uh, savior <laughs> of the universe. No, wrong Flash. But the song was good. It is. Kelly Fry has joined the cast of the Flash as Betty Sansusi, aka Plastique. Hey, I pull. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. Nothing on her seems to be plastique, though. Hey, oh. Hi, oh. Those are all natural. <laughs> Having first appeared in Fury of Firestorm number seven. Plastique was primarily a villain against Captain Adam and sometimes Firestorm. The character has also had ties to both the Justice League as well as the Suicide Squad. Cool. I believe she has uh, like explosive type powers, mm. if I remember correctly. She's not a not at least for Isn't me it funny a super well known character. All the drawings back then, everybody had a collar. I know, right? And it was all a lot of a lot more like unitardish yeah. type things. It is strange. Even the boots, you're like, they just connect. There's no, there's no level of like, I'm wearing a boot. It's just a onesie. Right. It's a onesie. I wonder if they all had butt flaps. <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah. Last summer, comic book writer artist Rob Liefeld spoke about some test footage for the Deadpool feature film put together by director Tim Miller with Ryan Reynolds reprising his role as the Merc with oh. the Mouth. Not that version though. The real version of Deadpool, oh. not the stupid Wolverine X-Men Origins movie Deadpool. That was garbage. We know that was garbage. Jeff Katz was on the show telling us yeah. about how much garbage it was, and he was right. So they went back to Ryan Reynolds. We're like, so how about we do it right? Right. Right. In the footage, Ryan Reynolds provides the motion capture and the voice for Deadpool because it is kind of CGI. As he assaults what appears to be a getaway car of some sort with people in it, uh, the footage also suggests that the film is heading in the rated R direction as a good Deadpool movie should. Now, a portion of this has found its way online, but it's also being pulled down almost as fast as it continues to resurface. Oh. But. But you want to watch it? Yeah, I do. Because I downloaded it. Yeah, you did. Crime the disease. Meet the cure. Okay, not the cure, but more like a topical ointment that reduces swelling and itch. Hi, Tom. Oh, fuck me. So that entire thing was CGI? Yeah. That wasn't at all real? No. Not not even the cars? No, there was motion capture, but that was all CGI. That everything, the highway, everything was CGI? I, I believe so. That looked real. It looked really good. They're tricking us now. Now, what do you think? I was laughing. Yeah. I'll see it. I think it looks great, and it's definitely R-rated. Yeah. Uh, there was a leak of a script earlier, like yeah. way before this footage came out, I think last year or something, and everyone thought it looked awesome, yeah. like the way it was written. Now, I don't know if the holdup on this movie is because Fox is getting scared 
and they're like, ooh, an R-rated superhero movie. That cuts out our profits. But I can't imagine any other way to do Deadpool. They already screwed him up once, big time. Yeah. They gotta go full on. You said this was just test footage. Yeah, the amount of work that goes into test footage. I mean, that's that's gotta be what? A that's million, a lot millions of millions of dollars, million dollars worth of work. I don't know about that much, but that's a lot of money. Like that was real, and that's like two minutes out of what was a larger six minute clip. Yeah, that's all that leaked out the two minutes, but. I think it looks awesome. I don't think I think they would make a mistake to tone it down. I think so too. Deadpool has to be R-rated. He's they, nuts. Fuck me. <laughs> it is really good. If you guys can find it online, unfortunately I can't post it anywhere for legal reasons, but if you guys can find it online, check it out. It's worth watching and I think it is the perfect tone for a Deadpool movie. I think this should tell Foggy. People are, are going nuts to watch this thing. That should be a sign that this is what they want. Right. And like anything that leaks out doesn't feel like it's an accident half the time yeah. these days. I'm wondering if Fox themselves leaked this out to gauge interest on the project. Maybe. Before they really move ahead with it. It's very possible. And every it's been nothing but positive comments this towards this. Is banana. <laughs> I love that. It's funny. Everybody wants this. And the the part we were laughing at the most, yeah. the car is flipping over and he has a picture of him cutting a guy's head off. Yeah. Right before he cuts the guy's head off. It's yeah. it's great. Awesome tone for the movie totally nailed the character very excited uh for it to happen if it does moving forward legendary pictures has confirmed that classic monsters from the godzilla franchise will appear in upcoming films specifically rodan mothra and Ghidorah. it remains to be seen which movies each monster will appear in though how many movies are they planning uh trilogy right now really Mm mm-hmm exciting with the same as guy long, in charge of them all i was gonna say as long mm-hmm. as the, they're as good as the first one. Oh yeah uh before we get the godzilla sequel that director gareth edwards i believe is doing one of the star wars spin-off movies wow. so he'll do that first and then he'll come back that's to a, the godzilla we're gonna sequel. have to wait a while yeah but that's okay star wars and then godzilla okay <laughs> oh man it's not like something crappies in between we get star wars Legendary Pictures also revealed plans for a new King Kong origin film to hmm. be titled Skull Island. A short teaser aired in Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con and is described as follows. Quote, it's a teaser that shows a jungle surrounded by water with a lot of narration. We see images of monkeys swinging through the trees, some sort of dinosaur-like creature in the water. The narration talks about its very existence being improbable. Being alone in the wilderness had driven it mad. We penetrated deeper and deeper into the heart of darkness. And yes, indeed, they showed an image of what is clearly King Kong roaring and beating his chest. Deadline is also reporting that Attack of the Block Helmer Joe Cornish is being offered the director's seat and Godzilla scribe Max Borenstein will provide the screenplay. The film is being targeted for a November 4th, 2016 release. Hmm. So 2016 is starting to pile up already, yeah. too. There was no more room in 2015. There isn't. They got to start bumping it a little bit I don't further. Know. King Kong. I guess Origins is all you can do. Right. We know how it ends. Exactly. Why don't we have it end where he doesn't? Spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't think you need die. a spoiler alert King <laughs> Kong at this point. Why don't but we do one where he doesn't die? Maybe. What now, if he had won? What if he like climbed that the tower? Somehow won. It's possible they could do that. And then be like, oh, what happened next? He was just like, Meh. he like eats the girl and goes back to the jungle. Like All of a sudden what... it becomes rampage. Yeah. Like he just starts <gasps> punching the yes. side of a building and then eats naked oh people my on God. the ground. Godzilla shows up. 
Like, now, see, here's the thing. What? This is a legendary pictures movie. Yeah. As soon as this was announced, people started going, oh, are we going to see Godzilla versus King Kong? King Kong would have to be way bigger. He'd have no chance. Well, yeah, but who knows what they're going to do? Maybe King Kong is some like radioactively mutated monkey in this mm. version and he gets bigger over time. And by the time it's a Godzilla versus King Kong, he's bigger or who knows? Or actually it could be exciting to see like a giant Godzilla like that. And then King Kong, his size, and yet still like Rey presents... Like Mysterio versus the Big Show. Sure. You have the underdog, and then yeah. all of a sudden Godzilla's the villain because he's the bigger thing, and we have a David and Goliath monkey versus lizard. I'm not going to not root for Godzilla. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Me neither, I mean, but <laughs> especially after that first movie. But it is all very interesting. Yes. We shall see how it plays out. Walt Disney Pictures has announced that Pirates of the Caribbean 5... Huh? will hit theaters on July 7th, 2017. The movie, which previously was said to have the subtitle of Dead Men Tell No Tales, has that date to itself for now. Hmm. What are they doing still? I, I stopped I, I after two. they were doing another trilogy. Oh, I thought they were done. I thought maybe, like, Jack Sparrow died in four or something? No. I don't know. He's still going. It know. ended where it's like, yep, we're doing another one. Oh, crap. They need to stop. Although they're still making money, so obviously that's why they're they doing it. They will continue it, to. Yeah. I just don't care. I so don't care. They're too long, the movies. Every one of them is, like, too long. And they've lost so many of the original characters. They're not even Pirates of the Caribbean. They're just Jack Sparrow movies Well, because now. the new one was supposed to be a, a new story. Oh, really? The fourth one was a, a different story. Most of the mean? characters weren't in it from the other ones. Oh, yeah. So it was like a, a kind of, they're giving him like a new story. Oh, so they arc. finished that other trilogy and yeah. now it's okay. He's got his own, a new story kind of developing. Hmm. Yeah. Still don't care. <laughs> no, no. Who does? FX has picked up a fifth season of the Emmy nominated comedy series Louie. The seven episode new season from creator, executive producer, writer, star, director, editor, Louis C.K will premiere in spring 2015. They're already on season five? I guess so. Oh. I I need to watch that show. So I think it's on Netflix, but you don't have it. No. It's on Netflix. It could be on Amazon Prime, too. It could be. I haven't checked, but it might be. Louis is a comedy filtered through the observational humor of Louis C.K. Each episode puts a spotlight on Louis's hectic life as a successful stand-up comedian and newly single father raising his two daughters. The single camera comedy is a mix of Louis C.K.'s stand-up comedy and scripted stories. I really do need to watch it. I didn't realize this it was this far in. Yeah, it's like the show. And he's, you know, like the comic right now. Especially for a comedy audience, one would think that I should be on top of that. Uh, in celebration of its landmark acquisition of the exclusive cable and authenticated non-linear VOD rights, that's a lot of words, Yeah. to legendary animated comedy The Simpsons. FXX will launch a record-breaking marathon of the series on August 21st, 2014. The marathon will begin August 21st, 2014. I just said that. Why did mm. I write that in there twice? <laughs> It'll begin on that date at 10 a.m. and will conclude September 1st, 2014 at 12 a.m., making it the longest-running marathon in television history. Jeez. For 24 hours a day over the course of the 12 days... FXX will air 552 episodes of The Simpsons through season 25, as well as The Simpsons movie, airing after episode 400, in chronological order. Some moron is going to sit through this and die. It's going to be on the news. Died. 
from exha- exhaustion and la- malnourishment. Or at least gain like 50 pounds yeah, well, and just become one of those couch amoebas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Something like that. As they did with last year's episode, The Day of the Doctor, the BBC has announced that the Series 8 premiere episode of Doctor Who, titled Deep Breath, will screen in movie theaters around the world on the series premiere date, August 23rd. Hmm. So in a few weeks, you can watch uh, the season premiere, Doctor Who, on the big screen, if you would like to do so. Doctor Who that? We're getting tired, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Keep going. We got this. <laughs> well, it's last like, news story. Oh. Yeah. So we only need to sprint for a little bit more. It's 11 o'clock at night, and we're recording for you people. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> and it's hot, too. Yeah. I'm sweaty. Me, too. Schwamp ass. IMAX Corporation, Paramount Pictures, and Warner Brothers Home Entertainment have announced that Robert Zemeckis's Academy Award Best Picture winning Forrest Gump will get an exclusive one-week IMAX re-release, coinciding with the 20th anniversary of the film's original theatrical release in 1994. And the trailer for Forrest Gump 2. <laughs> run, Forrest, run. More. More. <laughs> Faster, farther, <laughs> stronger. The film will be digitally remastered for the immersive IMAX format and released domestically by Paramount Pictures in IMAX theaters starting September 5th. Hmm. So it's a little ways off, but uh, if anyone really loves Forrest Gump, which it, it is, is a fantastic it's a fan- movie. It's, it's so sad. It is, but it's so good. I just feel bad. He chases after the girl of his dreams all Does his life. Spoiler alerts. And uh, some people haven't seen. No, I don't care. Who the fuck hasn't seen? <laughs> Actually, right you're right. Ahead. Some people may not have. I'm they not might gonna... not have. But go ahead. You can do it. I just feel bad. It came out in 1994. Wait, is this? Am I? It's not within the boundaries of spoiler alert. It is way outside <laughs> of the boundaries. I just feel bad that he chases after his girl his entire life. She says mean stuff to him, and he's too dumb to know that she's being mean. Mm-hmm. And he finally gets her, and she dies. Yeah, like that just pisses me it's off. It's awful. It's awful. It is awful. Rob's crying, ladies and gentlemen. That noise was him wiping his face. <laughs> he looks bored, actually. I just, it's just like, what a shit movie. Like, they just torture this guy. It's not a shit movie. No, it's a great he's movie. Tortured. It's but yeah, sad. He lives a, he lives a, a tough yet blessed yet incredibly tough life. Like, all these amazing things happen to him. Hmm. But. And he, like, doesn't even recognize how important right. in, in that world in history he's become. Exactly. Exactly. It is strange, but. Yeah. It's still great. That's it. <laughs> Listen, are you burnt? Are you done? I'm totally. I'm, Rob's fried, ladies I'm and tired, man. I, I'm tired, man. Nah. I'm just meh. Yeah, we'll do Geek Gods and Free Gods another episode. Okay. Because we're kind of getting close to the hour anyway, so mm. we'll kind of well, wrap it up Well, I'll here. just say I saw the Scarlett Johansson movie, the new one. Oh, Under the Skin? What? Wait. No, the the brain. Oh, one. Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. I thought I was entertained. Yeah. It wasn't as... Um, Something's missing from it. I don't know what it is, but it was an enjoyable ride. Hmm. Yeah. It wasn't very logical. Okay. Like, it starts off like, all right, yeah, maybe. And then it just and then goes nuts. All of a sudden, we're like, and we're kind of in a superhero movie all of a sudden. Oh. Which, who knows? So it's the opposite of Hancock, where we're in a superhero movie, <laughs> yeah. and then it just goes yeah. wonky. I see. I didn't see Limitless, because this is basically the female version of Limitless. Limitless was all about the uh, the mental prowess and uh-huh. didn't factor in, like, superpowers. He was oh. just super smart. Yeah. It didn't get into all these, like, reality-bending things yeah. like Lucy does. It was cool. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Interesting. The ending's a little funky. Mm-hmm. 
as it would probably have to be for something like yeah, that. But it's enjoyable, and there are plenty of shots of her. Like, just good shots with her butt and stuff. See, I thought you were going to say the new movie Under the Skin, which was a limited release, but it's oh. now out on Blu-ray, which has full frontal nudity. Of her? hmm Well, I have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> <laughs> and I require a high definition. And I am alone Monday through Friday. <laughs> Hello, date night. <laughs> oh, God. As we uh, kind of sign off here, final thoughts or something you'd like to plug. Yeah. If you want to see Rob's abilities as a website designer, you go to WesleyFitness.com because yeah. he built it and it's constantly being updated and constantly. being made better. You can check me out on Instapoop, which I know quite a few of you have because I keep getting requests from people. I have no idea who they are. That's probably my shout out to you. I online, think it was. It's nah, SBV Fitness. I think maybe you only got two from my shout out. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh it's good. And you can buy my protein at spvfitness.com. Dot com. Dot com. We need a jingle. Do we need a jingle? No, then we'd have to sing all the time, wouldn't we? I don't know. Yeah, we yeah. have. We need it. We just don't care anymore, do we? I don't know. Jingles were going through my head real quick. Oh. I was trying to rhyme words, but it's not happening. Rhyming is tough at 11 o'clock at night. Okay, Adam Sandler. <laughs> no, I can't even do the voice. You like did that. it better the first time. Yeah, right. Uh, to see everything we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at geekgeneration on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you're an old Southern woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ho <laughs> Now you're Mr. Hank. Yeah. Uh, before we get too loopy, okay. uh, we're going to say goodbye. So thanks for listening this week. And uh, we'll be back with brand new stuff next week. You got it. All righty. We'll see, see you then. Later. Make it so.